Hello and welcome to Autism Life and Learning. I am the Autistic Gecko and we're still carrying on with Life Topics. This will be the second episode, I think. In I haven't done these in order, so I think I've listed this as my second episode. And I think it's the one, two, three, four, five, sixth one I've recorded. So it shows you how rough I, I actually do these. I... This time I am talking about depression. Seems quite chirpy for depression, really, doesn't it? Um, that's because I think I've already talked about several other issues that you may come across later on, what you'll find out then why I'm so chirpy. But let's get to this. So depression, I think it, on the top of my head, I think it affects like one in five people. But technically, everyone suffers with depression at some point in their life. And that's just scary. I mean, everyone you will meet at some point in their life would have had depression. Maybe as a kid, teenager, or as an adult, they will have. It's one of these things What in England we're just talking about. We're just getting used to talking about mental health. And then this gecko really ruins things and talks about other things on top, like autism because I, I love putting a wrecking ball through ideas but mental health especially on kids, teenagers, adolescents everyone will call them and my course were called, they're called uh, children and youth I think childhood and youth studies that's a good term isn't it youth so the idea of depression comes from the the sense of I want to basically branch out of mental health as well as talking about autism mental health comes in hand in hand depression is one of these really odd things that actually nearly always or nearly always will link up with autism purely because no one listens so we get depressed or repressed, uh, maybe both, but, um, yeah, anyway, I'll try and take this, try and, i try and take this one seriously, depression is a harmful thing, it can lead to, um, insecurities, anxieties, self-harm, um, you go further down the idea, it could lead to, uh, other bits, what I don't want to say, because this one will also be, listed as explicit and I already have to do one like that what you may see in the next coming weeks so the idea of all this was to basically point out an autistic point of view and then swip it to a neurotypical and then realised halfway through writing my list most of my friends who I have aren't depressed who are neurotypical or my friends who I talk to who are depressed are autistic so that left me with a bit of a conundrum so I'm just going to have to talk about autism and depression and forget about you normies because sorry you're not important enough in my life uh, intended as a joke may not come out like that. 
these are all going to be pretty much raw recordings so if I pause too long that's the only time it will be cut but I blank out all the time so it's bound to happen anyway so the idea of all this is to basically talk about autism and depression it's now taken four minutes for me to get this far so you how long I'm procrastinating about this because I really don't want to talk about this one not because it's not a worthwhile subject it's because I don't know how the hell to explain it simple as I mean I can point out my view but depression is different to everyone the only thing like it's in common with everyone is they feel low and I don't mean you lie on the floor and talk or go really low because I have to still make jokes about this because the stuff I've had to talk about already today is exhausting and you'll see all the lists as it comes out hopefully if I get the calendar right so <laughs> depression well from my point of view has always been low mood heightening anxieties because people with autism don't get listened to they don't <laughs> they're not understood so that means our needs aren't met so it means we live pretty unhappily or uncontently if you want to use it that way and for that we develop depression I, mean, I, know, I know it used to be a scale of it, like low, mild and severe depression but let's just keep it at depression because we don't want more labels I'm already labelled as I am I call myself an autistic gecko so I'm not going for any more labels from this one but the idea of depression really depends on the person it could mean everything to the person I mean literally the depression could define the person because they've been depressed for so long or it could just mean it's a part of them and by that I mean they are depressed but they won't let it define them or they have other mental health issues or other things they just want to push that low feeling or feeling of being so repressed down um, of course that always happens to someone on the spectrum this is why I'm talking about it so depression's hard to speak about it uh, sexual class uh, his as a black dog mm -hmm. and and it every so often chases it chases him and it, it's kind of right it it's something that will keep chasing you it will keep pursuing you instead of change i think i would more class it as a um as a black rat more because um it it looks kind of tempting to stroke it before it bites you and depression is one of these things where you can get lulled into it quite easily if you're autistic where you just feel this low self-worth of not wanting to constantly process and exist in a world that doesn't want you and it it does feel horrible especially in uh, secondary schools where 
if you're not diagnosed, you're not getting any help, as I found out. And if you are diagnosed, you still don't get any help, but you've got a label, so at least they know to avoid you. It <laughs> That's the world we live in at the moment still. A world that will ignore someone just because they see the world differently. Like, I could be standing on my head to see the world differently. Or I could stand on my head to look, make the world look similar to yours. Take your pick. But that means I have to get listened to by standing up my head each time. And that's not right. But noise constantly ignoring someone and leading it to someone who who doesn't really care for the world, who doesn't really want to exist. Or they just want to fade into obscurity because there's too much pressure in the world. I mean, I, I could talk to people who with autism and they already feel like that before doing GCSEs and doing going into college. I mean, the idea of you, you constantly get the idea of you have to make friends. Fine. If you're not autistic. That means uh, we get judged on our mannerisms, our social cue, understanding of social language, especially at the teenage years. And if we're a bit defunct, then we can't do much. We have to find someone like us or try and survive without friends. In which, in which case, in my way, I hid with some year 10 girls for the first few years. That way it was safer. Not because I didn't get picked on or bullied, it was because that way I had someone with social interactions, but also they were a way round things, so I could pick up social cues from someone who was better at them than say, someone the the age I was then yeah so especially teenage girls who are overly expressive so in my case it helped because that means I could learn certain social cues and when to use them the issue was I still have a blank face when talking about things so it hasn't worked completely but I still learned it and I can still mimic it when needs be which is good for the most part. But look on the other side of if someone isn't like me and and doesn't want to mimic or doesn't want to have friends or just doesn't want a lot of things because they've already been attacked or hurt through other schools or through systems work because they are autistic it it means they're going to be attacked and that does happen more so than what you think and this process means that they lose a lot of uh, social understanding but also 
ways of making friends. So they don't go to any clubs within school because why should they? They don't want to make any friends. They just want to get through school. Why uh, talk to people in class and help out when I can I can really do the math or do the science by myself? I don't need to ask for any help. But when you need to ask for any help, I just ask the teacher. That's their job. You can see how lonely it can get very quickly. And that kind of loneliness brings in things like depression. <laughs> it may sound harsh and how quick it comes in, but you could safely point out that someone could be autistic and depressed within two years of school. Because their needs aren't met for them. Unless they go to a specialist school, but they are always happy, always smiling, always connecting with people. Because people understand them. And I know there's a big push to make people like myself who have Asperger's uh, go into mainstream pretty much all the time. And anyone else who isn't or can't deal with mainstream into a special school. And that divide means some are going to be happier than others. Some are going to pick up more than others. And some are going to be more or less depressed depending on where they went to school. And this then becomes another divide of how, other than what GCSEs did you get, it'd be how depressed were you at the end. In my case, I came out with middle-ish grades and um, mild depression, I think I've classed as, or at least halfway through it. They it just means that the schools aren't doing enough. If you look at outdoor life, so going into town, they don't, they won't cope with people with autism. They'd rather call the police, and that has been done to me. If you look at um, your family, you're isolated because you're just with your family, the people who know you, the people who understand you. So you don't talk to anyone different because they're not your family. Why would you? Then all this kind of merges into one person. And that person, you can then look from doing different things, can be depressed. I mean, you shouldn't... For... for to mental health services, they use different uh, point scoring sheets. And I mean, you can cheat those pretty easily. I mean, if you're autistic and higher intelligence or above, you could cheat it pretty easily. I think neurotypicals can cheat it quite, quite easily. I mean, I showed the manager of one of these how I cheated it and how they nearly let me go if it wasn't for someone of their staff using their initiative and looking at me and seeing how I worded things and seeing how I acted and behaved. I mean, I could have walked out the mental health service and not being diagnosed with anything because I was so I could easily beat the system. I wasn't asking for help, I just didn't want anyone to help me. It, 
quite simple when you look at it that way so he doesn't want he, they don't want her help so it, there's no point giving it no the issue is I didn't need know I needed help in my brain that was normal because I'm so used to being undermined not wanted being called the odd one that it, I got used to it and the idea of settling made things worse so again this is going to be a shorty I mean so far I've recorded some some of these that are 40 odd minutes long so yeah, it's definitely a shorty one but what, I'll, I'll overview what's happened in this one so if you are um, belittled, not undermined, or generally not understood, that can be a gateway into depression. Any Basically anything negative could be a gateway into depression, but the idea of being undermined in front of your peers or by your peers can really hurt you. The idea of being an outcast just because you don't belong or you don't fit because you don't understand certain social cues that's when it hurts the most and yeah depression can lead into many different roads it's just a start of something that can be much much bigger well thank you for listening to this one i'll see you in the next episode bye